Ultra. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we continue to analyze this movie one exposition-filled minute at a time. <sighs> I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about minute 63, which starts with that we should seek to and that we should seek to destroy it has not yet entered their darkest dreams. This is Gandalf this talking, is Gandalf. of course. Yes, Gandalf continues to speak. Aragorn doesn't talk until 40 seconds into this minute. Oh my gosh. Uh, and ends with Gollum saying the Black Gate of Mordor as the camera pans onto the Black Gate of Mordor. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, we start the Mordor theme. Yeah. I like how similar the Mordor and Isengard themes sound. It's something that I never really like paid a lot of attention to. Do they? They have the I mean they have the same sort of like discordant, like bombastic opening. I, I. They're all they're all percussion and like strained strings. Because like Isengard is in what seven five, five four, five four. Yeah. This, I don't think the Mortar theme is in a similar time signature. I just mean it's like it sounds like similar kinds of instruments. Like it's oh. like it's all percussion and strained strings. I guess. When you say like sounds like, I'm just like, do the melodies sound like similar? I, mm. I, I'm all about Mordor theme in my brain right now because we just watched it, so I can't remember the Isengard theme. I can't pluck it out of the ether like I can with like the Shire theme. Yeah, right. Like or the Shire the theme. Just, theme. Yeah, the Shire theme is the one that climbs into my brain most often. Oh really? From dark spaces. Mm. That's ironic. I, I mean, I'm just from the darkest depths of my mind. <laughs> you know, just a quiet moment, and like the Shire theme is the most likely one to just pop into my brain. Da, da, da. Um, anyway, yeah. let's talk about talking. Let, let's talk about talking. Ian McKellen continues to deliver these lines really well. I'm wondering why he's whispering. Because Gimli and Legolas are asleep. It makes my job harder to write down what he's saying. If I can't understand what he's saying. Enunciate. Right. And all the most important stuff in this conversation is actually in these, like, 40 seconds. I know. Just have this back half of the conversation. I don't need, like, oh, they're tightening the noose and the the realm of Rohan will fall and and Theoden remains trapped. all, All Gandalf needs to say to Aragorn, like, when Aragorn's like, hey, man, what are you thinking about, is... I'm worried about Frodo. Sauron is trying to find hobbits he believes has has the ring, but for now, Frodo remains hidden. Like, and then you just lead into the rest of the stuff. I mean, you you put it better than what I just said. Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> hey man, what are you thinking about? It's like the ring remains hidden, and that we and that we should seek to destroy it has not yet entered their darkest dreams. Like, that's a really important like. That that's a really important thing. That's a really important idea that Sauron wouldn't even consider that someone would try to destroy the ring. Yeah, because it's awesome. Who doesn't want to be invisible? Well, no, not even invisibility. It's like the ring represents all of his like greed and power and stuff and like that 
that he uses that to corrupt people. So in Sauron's mind, who's already like fully a hundred percent, well more than a hundred percent corrupted, everyone <laughs> more than a hundred everyone is corruptible. Like everyone has a price. Yeah. Like everyone has a price for their power. Why would they want to just not do that? That's crazy. That's crazy sauce. Right. You know? Who everyone wants to be powerful. Right. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tears for Fears is onto something. Man, it's like eighties eighties week. Eighties right. music week. <laughs> Welcome to your life. Here's this ring. Oh man. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to a, a megalomaniac, like everyone is like him. Yeah, because he's a narcissistic megalomaniac. Yeah. You know, everyone wants everyone wants to be in the position that he is in. Everyone wants to do what he wants to do. That's the way he sees the world. Yeah. And up till now he hasn't been proven wrong or anything. Right. And then I mean, you made a good point about this off mic. Like, where did Gandalf expect Sam was? Yes. Okay. So, so Aragorn finally is just like, oh, he's not alone. And, and Gandalf's just like, oh, uh -huh. that's a nice sentiment. But like, it takes him a while to register. I feel like, I feel like it takes him a while to register because like, he's off in his monologue brain. And then Aragorn's like, oh yeah, Frodo's not alone. Also, here's the thing. Did they see Frodo and Sam leave together? Did Aragorn see Sam with Frodo? They must... Yeah, Legolas sees the, the boat. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Legolas sees the boat at the end of Fellowship. Yeah, he's like, let's catch up to them. And then Aragorn's he's just like, like nah. we gotta catch... We gotta we gotta get Merry and Pippin. We can't leave Merry and Pippin to torment and death. Yeah. Let's hunt some orc, my dudes. But, like... And you know what? They never got those orcs. Okay, but Gandalf is the one that roped Sam into all this mess in the the first place. Where the heck did he think Sam was going to be? Right? Did he think Sam wasn't going to follow Gandalf's last order? Like, he knows. Like, he don't should know. Don't lose him. Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. Dang it. <laughs> I feel like this, 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 okay. Gandalf's mind is a little shaken. This whole, this whole scene, um... It doesn't enrage me, but it's um it's a little frustrating. But this this particular part of this scene is what gets me riled up the most. Gandalf, you're the one orchestrating this whole thing. Did you like forget? Did you forget Sam? I think he forgot did Sam he existed. Just, did you just think that Sam either A is dead or with cuz he he ran into Marion Pippin? He knows Merry and Pippin are safe. Sam is the only um, variable left. <laughs> He's the only hobbit unaccounted for. He knows Boromir's dead. I'm sure Aragorn would have told him. So, what? Did he think Sam was off on vacation? Did he go back to the Shire? Maybe he just thought no one wanted to tell him one of the hobbits was dead. I don't know. Would you want to tell Gandalf one of the hobbits is dead? How upset would Gandalf be? Well, this is after what? We had a writing montage. So this is like, what, three days of, of writing? I'm sure they would have had time to talk about it. Yeah. But they're, they're talking here. <sighs> I just, I don't... It's... And then Gandalf is so, like... I don't think he's surprised, but he's, like, delighted that Sam is with Frodo. Yeah, he like, is. Like, duh! Of course he is! <laughs> Where else would Sam be? 
You told him to not lose Frodo. Oh my god. He's not gonna. But he is. He's on his way to losing Frodo temporarily. Spoilers. Uh, For all that Frodo and Sam know, Gandalf is dead, so of course Sam is not gonna, like, not follow the last thing a dead wizard told him to do. (laughs) That seems like a great path to a curse. Yeah! I'm just gonna leave my friend. What? What? Ugh. Anyway. Have some more faith in Sam. Right? Sam is defending Sam's honor. (laughs) Sam is made of the sternest of stuff. I just... I... I don't know where, like, he just disappeared. Right, like... He just evaporated into the atmosphere. (laughs) Like, the thing about Frodo is that Frodo didn't really have a choice in this. The ring was thrust upon him by Bilbo as, like, part of Bilbo's... As part of, like, his inheritance. This became his responsibility, not by his own choice. But Sam and Merry and Pippin chose to go with their friend. Yeah. Well, Sam less so, because Sam just got, like, manhandled through a window and then was just like, well, you're coming with me. (laughs) You overheard, so you're at least accompanying him to Rivendell. Though Sam did choose to (laughs) use Trump. Yeah. Sam is here by his own choices. (laughs) He made this bed. He's going to lie in it. I mean, I would argue that Frodo is here by... I think Frodo feels like he doesn't have a choice. Hmm. But he totally did. Like, he didn't have to volunteer his tribute. I mean, I guess. The the look that Gandalf has when Frodo says that is a such a heavy expression. Yeah, because I feel like... Like, he knew that it was inevitable that be, Frodo was going to take the ring. Well, I feel like Gandalf... Because Gandalf knows Frodo and Bilbo so well. Like, I feel like Gandalf knew that Frodo felt he didn't have a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And that's what that face is about. Like, oh, he did the thing that I thought he was going to do. <laughs> Not that, like, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? And then Gandalf is just like, well, I'm going with you. Yeah. Because then it's his it's his responsibility as well for not figuring out what was going on all these You know, years. 17 years ago. 60 years ago. Right. Yeah. For not being like, hey, Elrond, I found the ring. Can we go throw this in a volcano together? Yeah, Bilbo found a magic ring. And, like, red flags should have been, like, going off. Right. All over the place. As I've said before, it's like, you know where, you know for sure where 12 of the 20 are. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know exactly where they are. They're on nine corpses and three elves, or two elves and a wizard. And, like, either way, even if you found one of the dwarven rings... Take it away from him. That shit's dangerous, dude. <laughs> yeah. Take it away well, from the poor hobbit. What? Gandalf. This is your fault. Right? <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's safe in the Shire. Who would ever discover the Shire? I don't know. Oh, you the ring rates. But the ring rates. Like, that's one of the most fascinating things to me in the book. Like, a difference is in the movie... Gollum tells him where the Shire is, obviously. Yeah. Shire, Baggins, the, yeah. the torture scene. But in the book, the Ringwraiths come across Wormtongue on his way to talk to Saruman. Yeah. And they intimidate him into telling him what Saruman is up to. And he tells them where the Shire is. How would how would Wormtongue know where the Shire is? The men of the North know where the Shire is. 
They just don't go there. Oh, okay. Like, Bree, the people of Bree know where the Shire is, and Bree is a hub in the north for, like, trade and travel. I thought the ring wraiths... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That's the, that's the, diff, like, the difficult part of reconciling, like, 17 years versus, like, I don't know, six months. Right. In the movie. Right, like, how long is, is Gandalf trapped on top of Orthanc? Right. So, I don't know. But yeah, where the heck would Sam be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where would, where would Sam be? Where else would he be? He'd be by Frodo. Always. That's the point. That is indeed the point. But you notice Aragorn didn't tell him that Gollum was still following following them. Yeah, well, I mean... He's not alone. Sam's with him. And Gollum is following them. <laughs> well, he doesn't know... I mean, he could surmise, but he doesn't know if Gollum just, like, disappeared. Well, Gollum was on the river. That's he had true. been following pointed, them until they were attacked by the yeah, Urukai. He pointed them out. He pointed Gollum out to Frodo. And right? Frodo and Sam continued down the river. Where else would Gollum be? I don't know. He was on the river. That's true. <laughs> Frodo is just a magnet for clingy people. <laughs> yeah, Gollum is uh, is literally clingy next week. <laughs> <laughs> well spoilers we're not there yet um and then i actually like this transition um talking about sam and then we see sam climbing up a cliff as hobbits do and then we get a look at the black gate yeah our first little peeksy do we want to talk about the black gate today or tomorrow? i think we want to talk about it tomorrow we see a lot more of it tomorrow okay uh, john howe has a lot of a lot of things to say about its design that's a miniature, right? Yeah. It's a miniature. It looks sick. Built uh, near where the Helm's Deep set was. Okay. It's not very far away from there. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, you can kind of tell the the environment around this when we finally see Helm's Deep looks pretty close. It's this like quarry area. Yeah. They just found a quarry that they could half bury this miniature in. I mean. Miniature. I've, I've. I've seen enough classic Doctor Who. I, I know a quarry when I see one. <laughs> just It's not just classic Who either. It's like all old television. It's like everything happens in a quarry or in the woods. Yeah. Well, we need a wasteland quarry. <laughs> oh, it needs to be a desert. It's we need the an quarry. alien planet quarry. <laughs> yeah. We need a quarry quarry. <laughs> right? And all these quarries have ponds in them. <laughs> But yeah, no, we, I'm I'm glad this good good riddance to this scene. We really only needed this part of it, and even then, this yeah. is like the most egregious part of it to me. Like this, this is just making cluing Gandalf in on what's going on in in the things that he doesn't actually know because oh, he hasn't interacted should yet. No better. <laughs> This also, this gives a moment, like, back to Aragorn, like, in their relationship between Gandalf, like, messing with him about knowing things. This gives, like, an Aragorn knowing thing moment back to Gandalf. But it's not it's fun. It's play off their relationship. It's not fun. Like, I, I'm all for... Aragorn's happy. I'm all he for, smiles. I'm all for playing off their relationship, but, like, I'd rather have it be, like, 
I don't know, not quite banter, but not this. Right. This is, this is Gandalf just like, this is Frodo, Frodo, the ring, the Rohan, the ring, Sauron, Frodo is alone. Aragorn smiles. He's not alone. Yeah. Sam went with him. I'm, I, this. It, like, it makes Aragorn happy to know that Sam is with Frodo too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, at least Frodo's not out there by himself. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like the guilt of it would be eating him alive. Yeah. Out of everyone else in the Fellowship, I think Aragorn has the most faith in Sam. Really? Yeah. Because Sam was the one who immediately stood up to him and Bree. That's true. He's, he proved his mettle. Sam is a brave hobbit. But, I don't know. I feel like Gandalf knew too. Yeah, he had to. He just wasn't going to say anything. Well, yeah, because that's what Gandalf does. Not this. <laughs> right? Ugh. This is this is the opposite of the Gandalf we've come to know and love. I don't know. I think um, before before I, I make a judgment on whether this is out of character for Gandalf the White, I think I will keep... I don't know. I mean, like, well, obviously we're going to keep watching the movie. Um, <laughs> no, we're done. Bye. Um, <laughs> minute 60, uh, 63. Um, but I think that because Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White, I have that stupid um, super fight song stuck in my head. The ultimate um, showdown. Yeah, ultimate showdown. Um, I, I realize that they are supposed to be different entities? Question mark? Yeah, because... He's, like, ascended. He's, he's leveled up. Yeah, because so... Gandalf the Grey is... Gandalf the Grey is trapped into more of the experiences of a mortal man. And a lot of his power and his true self is kind of shaved away to fit inside the vessel. Yeah. And then Gandalf the White has more of that freed. The way that Saruman is more like his Meyer self than Gandalf the Grey was. Yeah. So, but it's still at his core, he is still the same being. Right. So, even though This is truer to who he really is. That's the idea of Gandalf the White. Okay, but even so, I feel like Gandalf the White would still be kind of a dick. And, like, we've seen him- Oh, he is. We've seen him do that. We've seen him, like, withhold information until it is, like, I don't know, like, just he's just messing around with his dudes. But, like, this, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is some of that, some of that, the wise man. This is like convenient. We need someone to, with authority to tell the audience things that they already know for some reason. Right. To clue the audience in on things that maybe think, they forgot. I think I'm so upset about this scene because it feels like fan service when in fact it is like, it's, it's insulting. <laughs> To me, anyway. it's. it's... I always imagine that scenes like this come to be because some focus group that they showed part of the movie to, or like an early cut, didn't understand something. And I think that's how a lot of scenes like this are probably born. But the they cut it from the theatrical, so ultimately it wasn't necessary. Right. And I... But, you know, at the start of the process, like when when they started doing cuts and like focus groups and stuff for Fellowship, this scene is probably born out of things they learned from talking to those groups for screenings of fellowship. And then ultimately when they were screening two towers, 
people were just like, well, this isn't necessary. Yeah. Like, I, I mean. You know what I mean? I, I feel like most of, I feel like most of the extended edition scenes I don't have an issue with because they, at for me, they, they, they bring something that I, I can always enjoy something about mm-hmm. them. Um, this is like, I think the first scene where I'm just like, I don't know why this is here. Uh, even, and like, we'll talk about the Mary and Pippin scene next week and the week after, but I, I still enjoy that scene, even though it's like ridiculously silly because I like Mary and Pippin being hobbits and I don't think there's enough Mary and Pippin in this movie. So I'll take what I can get. Yeah. So, but this, like, we have plenty of Gandalf. We have plenty of Aragorn coming up, especially. So, I'm not sure. And, and, on top of that, like, if it was Gandalf and Aragorn hanging out, I think I would like it better than them, like, spoon-feeding me the plot. To me, that... Like, if they were doing something? Yeah. Even if it's, like, the same conversation? No, If, if I... they're, like, doing something, it's more palatable? But it's not a conversation. And I don't, I don't like the, 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 the conversation that they are having. So here's part of this too, for me is I feel like this is ultimately redundant with what he was kind of saying on their way out of Fangorn. Yeah. And I think that it would have been fine with either, but not both. Because I'm fine with him um, talking about stuff in a veiled sort of way, but also not veiled in Fangorn because that feels true to his character like he's speaking truths but no one else realizes that they're truths yet this is just straight up like this is what's going to happen this is what we have to do first this is what Frodo needs to do yeah and here's what we have that Sauron doesn't yeah and I know it's like well I I think it's over two minutes at this point but yeah when you're like, I don't know, maybe when you're sitting down watching it all in one sitting, it's a drop in the bucket. But when we're doing it like this, it makes me upset. It feels big. It feels unnecessarily, it feels even more unnecessary than it might yet. Like. Right. And one of the one of the producers says in the commentary that because they redid a bunch of this in pickups, that they turned it into a more focused scene. That this is a more focused version. I can't version. imagine, like, the rambling garbage that, like... <laughs> I mean, right? that's probably a, a bit too harsh. But, like, this, I'm... This... Ah, uh, it frustrates me because as a writer, I would, I would try... Like, even if I wrote something like this just to get my head around what was going to happen, I would, like, delete it later. Because... We already know, like, we're going to, we're about to watch what's going to happen. Right. Just say Frodo's not alone. Yeah. And I I like that transition a lot when they're talking about Sam and then they, we see Sam. I understand the drive in a longer movie to, because it's going to be, what, like 15 minutes before we get to Theoden? I have At no least. Idea. Or right around then. So, like, in a longer movie with three plot lines, I understand the drive. To kind of make things clear every so often. But this is ultimately unnecessary. Yeah. It's... But I, I understand where this comes from. In a long movie, like your casual moviegoers, 
Right, but your casual moviegoer is not going to buy the extended edition. <laughs> right, but that's why they cut it. Right. But I, I also don't know why it's... I don't know why it's here. Yeah. This is just one of those ones where I'm just not sure why they added it back Because in. they have plenty of scenes that aren't in the extended edition. That just remain... Out there. I don't know, lost to the sands of time. But I'm not sure why... Yeah, I don't... That's. I would pay money for ultimate extended editions with every cutscene. Um, not my money. But I'm that person. <laughs> I am that person. I would totally watch the... The four and a half hour cut of Fellowship before it got trimmed down. I would be interested to see some of the other scenes not in context. Like, as like a super secret, hidden, bonus, deleted scenes thing. Like, just be like, oh, okay. Like an hour-long deleted scene reel? (laughs) Yeah, sure, why not? But, like, not watch it all in context. Because there's a lot of, um... Like, I I bought the Thor Ragnarok Blu-ray, and I watched through all the deleted scenes, and they were hilarious, but ultimately I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I know why they cut that, because, like, the improv was really funny, but it was just going on way too long <laughs> for most of them. So I think it would be cool to see, kind of see those more, like, comedic, like, blooper. Because we don't even have a oh, yeah, we don't have reel, a blooper right? reel. I want a blooper reel. I want a blooper reel. There's bloopers. I've seen a bunch of bloopers for the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Just Martin Freeman flipping the camera off yeah. whenever he can. <laughs> you can't use this take anymore. Ha ha. <laughs> but I don't. Yeah. I would be interested in that from like a behind the scenes perspective. But if this is in like the polished extended cut of your movie. It should add something. It should add something. And but this doesn't add anything. Yeah, that's my But it doesn't really take thing. anything away. And ultimately, I'm just kind of... I'm indifferent to this scene, but okay. I see why it's unnecessary. I'm like... The more I talk about it, the more I'm just like... Ugh, that's fair. Hulk smash. <laughs> that's okay. We're about to get in back into the, the... The swing of things. The... I almost said love triangle, but it's not a love triangle, but it's... <laughs> It's uh, the melodrama. It's uh, you know, they're they're both vying for Frodo's affections in one way or the other. So, Frodo's trust, right? Well, <laughs> love trying. <laughs> or could it be a square? Why? Oh, the ring. <laughs> the ring wants or, no part of this. Or a pentagon. Why? Because Gollum Smeagol. Oh, oh. No, I'm separate. Isn't it a trapezoid? No, trapezoid's four, right? Yeah, a, a trapezoid is four, yes. Okay. Or a rhombus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Hope everyone's having a great day. Uh, we'll be... <laughs> you, you can check out some other Movies by Minutes <laughs> podcasts on DuelingGenre.com, uh, such as uh, Cornetto Minute, Spider-Man Minute, Harry Potter Minute. Jay and Silent Bob Minute. Oh, I'm on Toy Story Minute this week. Toy Story Minute this week with Cassandra. He's talking about the sads. Yeah, talking about the saddest moment in Toy Story 2. It's pretty, pretty sad. <laughs> so yeah, if Movies by Minute you things, go and check out the rest of the Movies by Minute podcast on DuelingGenre.com. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about Minute 64. Hope everyone continues to have a great day. Bye.
genre.